The WBEN All Local. All Local. Produced by Randy Bushover. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. Brian Masarowski, cloudy outside, 41 degrees right now in Buffalo. Buffalo Mayor Byron Brown delivered his State of the City address that included a proposed $582 million city budget on Monday. The budget includes a property tax increase of 3.8%, as well as an increase in the garbage user fee. Expenses are going up rapidly, outpacing revenues to keep the city fiscally stable, providing the services that residents expect. It was necessary to propose a tax increase, uh, and that's what we did. Those will offset new spending that includes $1 million allocated toward the costs for emergency snow removal contractors. WBEN's Max Ferry tells us that's not all when it comes to a focus on emergency services. Buffalo Mayor Byron Brown highlighted in his State of the City address some significant investment in the city's budget for the fire department. Buffalo Fire Department are also some of our bravest frontline workers. This year, the city will buy 11 new pieces of equipment, including a ladder truck and a pumper truck for our fire department. Buffalo Fire Commissioner William Ronaldo says this equipment, in addition with equipment that arrived not too long ago from last year's budget, will be critical to keeping the department up to date. The Department of Public Works will also be receiving new equipment, 24 new pieces in fact, including more snow plows and high lifts, which includes a vehicle rook to move vacant cars more efficiently. The rook, it was a piece of equipment that, as we saw, was brought in from the state during the blizzard. And so that equipment, it's a little bit more specialized. Uh, it's a lift. It's a fork lift for a vehicle from the side. So the ease and the quickness with you can move a vehicle is really important part of it. You're able to turn um, turn a toe, a mini toe, just your pick and lift and move it out of the way. So, so that vehicle gives us great flexibility, great maneuverability, and a quick move on, on anything that might be blocking our streets. Public Works Commissioner Nate Martin. There's also plans to move the Public Works Department with a significant investment promised from the governor. Find out more at WBEN.com. I'm Max Ferry, WBEN.com News. Max, thank you. A Citizen Salary Review Commission in Buffalo is recommending raises of over 12% for elected leaders in the city. The commission, supposed to meet every two years, but did not meet during the pandemic. The panel is recommending mayor uh, raises for the mayor, controller, nine council members, and nine school board members. If approved, the mayor's salary would go from 158000 to 178000 Council members from 75000 to 84000 School board members' pay would go from 15000 to almost 17000 Mayor Byron Brown asked about it during the, or following the State of the City address. I'm concerned about raises. I haven't requested a, a raise. Uh, this was something that was advanced by the city council and members of the city council. I think the timing is, is concerning uh, and the work that went into producing those recommendations for city elected official salaries, I had absolutely no involvement in that whatsoever. The council has until June 15th to accept modify or reject the recommendations. Well, the United States will lift its requirement for Canadians crossing into the U.S. to be vaccinated against COVID on May 11th, more than three years after the border closed to non-essential travel due to COVID. 
Canada dropped all COVID-related entry restrictions on October 1st of last year, but the U.S. continues to require proof of vaccination for Canadians crossing into the U.S., all international travelers, too. That mandate will be lifted on May 11th across the border here in the U.S., which coincides with the U.S. ending the national public health emergency. Americans are paying about 58 cents a gallon less for gasoline than we were this time last year. Only weeks away from the start of the summer driving season, gas is getting cheaper. The Energy Department reporting in the past week regular unleaded has come down 6 cents to a nationwide average of 3.60 a gallon. Analysts say if oil prices stay where they are, then the uptick when demand increases this summer should not be dramatic, but prices will still go up because of supply and demand. The cheapest gas right now is along the Gulf Coast at 3.15 a gallon. The most expensive, as always, is in California, where the average for regular unleaded is 4.66 a gallon. Alex Stone, EBC News. The average around here, 3.71. That's up from 3.66 last week and 3.47 last month. Like how he says, as always, the highest here in uh, California. Right. He takes it as a fact. Right. <laughs> doesn't sound too happy about it. Uh, how about this? The so far, uh, so-called godfather of artificial intelligence, it's Dr. Jeffrey Hinton, calling it quits at Google. Why? So he can freely warn people about what he took part in creating. That doesn't sound too good. Many of his co-creators, however, are touting the advancements that AI has brought to thousands. Lionel Moise with more. One recent breakthrough, a non-invasive AI system that can turn our thoughts into text, saying it could one day help people who've lost their ability to speak due to a stroke or paralysis. Researchers have also found AI can more efficiently and effectively identify cancer. And we've already seen how programs like ChatGPT can write speeches, answer complex questions, and even pass the bar exam. The CEO of the company behind ChatGPT says the advancements are exciting, but also terrifying. Dr. Hinton says he's now going to spend his time advocating for regulation of artificial intelligence to prevent what he calls bad actors from misusing it. He and others calling for tightened government regulations. A sit-down scheduled at the White House next week for congressional Republicans and the president to hammer out a deal to raise the debt ceiling. President Biden drawing a hard line, calling on Congress to raise the debt limit without conditions. We pay our bills. And we should do so without reckless hostage-taking from some of the mega-Republicans in Congress. But opening the door for talks, reaching out to McCarthy and other top House and Senate leaders for a May 9th White House meeting. That sit-down would come less than a week after House Republicans passed a debt limit bill allowing a $1.5 trillion cap increase. That's Justin Finch on Capitol Hill. Hollywood writers are on strike. The midnight deadline for a contract has come and gone. No extension on talks. The Writers Guild of America calling a strike Monday night after talks between the Guild and the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers broke down. The WGA said in a statement that all it wanted was a fair deal, but the response from the studios was, quote, wholly insufficient given the existential crisis writers are facing. The AMPTP said in a statement that the writers wouldn't budge on mandatory staffing levels and length of employment demands, even though producers were willing to come up on pay. Picketing is expected to start this afternoon. Jason Athenson, ABC News.
Hollywood. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Mostly cloudy, chilly today with scattered rain and snow showers. Temperatures in the low to mid 40s tonight. Rain and snow likely with overnight lows in the mid 30s. On Wednesday, mostly cloudy with scattered showers. Temperatures in the upper 40s. We're back in the 50s on Thursday. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. It could be a big week when it comes to finalizing the Buffalo Bills stadium deal in the Erie County Legislature. Legislator Gene Vinyl joining us right now on the line to preview some of that. Gene, thanks so much for joining us. Is it your understanding that uh, whatever needs to be done beforehand will be and the stadium deal will be finally voted on this upcoming Thursday? Yeah, I think so. They moved it up. Um, We moved it up because um, construction was beginning to start because the state money was released. And um, there has to be a committee meeting before, so there's going to be two committee meetings, one on Wednesday, one on Thursday, and then a special session on Thursday to have the um, actual vote. What do you know about the hearing tomorrow before the special session, and how prepared are you for it? Aren't there you know, probably hundreds of, I mean, thousands and thousands of pages? Well, the original... Um, you know, thousands and thousands of pages we went through. And now there's a bunch of amendments that were filed um, in April and are proposed amendments. And those are going to be discussed um, and gone over. And I've read the amendments and I just wanted to see how they, when they talk, uh, the people are going to be coming in. It's public too. Anybody can come to it. Um, It's, uh, you know, tomorrow and uh, Thursday to see how they play in. It's been over a year since the stadium deal was agreed upon. Are you surprised it's taken so long? And, I mean, should this be, you know, expedited a little bit here, in your opinion, so that construction can finally get underway? Yeah, I think it's a project, you know, that has to be bonded and has to go through bonding. So it's going to be um, the county's participation is, you know, theoretically the smallest or equal with the owners and the state's just the lion's share of it. So ours is going to be $250 million that the county is putting into it, and um, 150 of that is going to be bonded, and 100 is going to be from cash reserves. So, um, But I do think that that does take a while on it. There's some things, like one thing I was looking at the amendments, uh, I want to just double-check because originally one of the main parts of it that was so great is that the bills would be here for 30 years, and there would be, which is still there. Um, there's one amendment that looks like it's really decreasing the liquidated damages, meaning the amount that if somebody tries to leave, if the current owner or future owner tries to leave, what would they have to pay back? And that's one thing I think is really key to look at this Are, week. And what other questions do you have that might come up tomorrow that you want answered before your vote on Thursday? Well, that's the one thing as to whether or not the liquidated damages now is ending in 2027 instead of um, longer, or if that's a supplement uh, because during the time before the you know final construction. But that's one thing I really want answered. The other is um, a further explanation about the community benefits agreement that was filed. The amendments that that the original document was filed in April um, to to um, have more elaboration on that. What sort of elaboration are you looking for? Well, on the um, community benefits side of it, 
is to find out one thing is to find out if the um the the idea is that there'll be a hundred million dollars put back into the community over the thirty years, so three million a year maybe. But the, when you're reading the agreement, I'm wanting to find out if that's actual cash given by the bills or if it's going to be, you know, opportunities for, you know, if if, if any opportunity for uh, donation, whether it's just by whether it's by fans, you know how now when there's like a fifty-fifty or other things, they they give that to the foundation. But to me, that's sort of like the fans giving money, not the bills giving it. So things like that. But there's a lot of other good things in that community benefit agreement. Overall, do you like the deal that was struck? Do you think it's a good deal for taxpayers? Um, I think it's a good deal for Western New Yorkers because so much of it is uh, done by the state, which I think is completely fair. Um, But that really makes it better. Um, And I'm hoping that so for that reason, I think it's good. There's certain surcharges we don't know about completely. We don't know what the individual seat licenses are going to be. And, um, you know, and there's a there's a surcharge that's going to be on food that's going to pay for some of the maintenance and things. So um, those things, I think, need a little more elaboration. But overall, having uh, that input is really good. In, in fact, there's a whole bunch of things that were put in there, like as far as local participation from, you know, food vendors, small business and food vendors, food manufacturing and they're made or grown in New York State to be sold there and so forth. So I think it's a good investment for Western New York that we're getting um, this, this, these dollars from all over New York State to come into our community to uh, for something that'll have be have a decades, literally decades of uh, um, joy in return for us. You know, obviously, with the uh, commitment of hundreds of millions of dollars, there's a, a big interest into what goes on in the stadium. But exactly how much can the county or should the state, for that matter, uh, get involved in things? When we start talking about, you know, how much is a personal seat license going to be? How much is uh, a beer going to be inside of the stadium? Uh, at the end of the day, aren't those just team decisions? Should that have anything to do with the stadium deal? Well, this is their only time to have any input on that. So I think it's appropriate that we get that input because when you look at it, it's the the um, county is putting in as much as the um, as the bills as far as into it, and that doesn't even count the value of the land. So we are giving um, you know a, an individual organization or company. We're giving them this land, investing two hundred fifty million dollars. So I think we should be able to have some say, but that say is only what we take now. And then there is going to be a, um, a committee to talk about community benefits going forward. But I do think that entitles us to some part of the decision making. You mentioned like the cost of seat licenses. I mean, everybody wants to know what they'll be. But do you expect to hear anything about that tomorrow or Thursday before the vote? I'm not. Uh, when you read the marketing, the documents are filed. But when you read the um, seat licensing, um, the marketing agreement, there's an, a part of the un, sort of um, conditions are that so many seat licenses get sold. So one question I do have for t- tomorrow is if those seat licenses don't get sold, what happens? And the, the actual figures as to what they're going to be aren't included in that agreement. The method of how it will be collected, because the state is going to be used to um, sell the seat licenses for the tax benefit of the bills, and I guess all the NFL teams 
are trying to do it that way so that they're getting the money from the state, that there's a tax benefit to them in that. So, um, but it does not include what the seat license fees are going to be. I, I have a feeling that the answer is what the market will bear and not uh, getting to what Brian was saying, that it's the bills making that decision. It's what the market will bear. And, uh, but we have been assured that it'll be, um, you know, the lowest in the league. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning. Produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.